Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and two movies up for review this week. First up, it's the new David O. Russell film, Amsterdam, and then it's Lena Dunham's Catherine First up Birdie. is Amsterdam, which is a new David O. Russell film, and I am always reticent to say I hate a film, but I had a deeply miserable time at this movie by the end of it. David O. Russell is one of those directors who I have mixed feelings on. You know, I will acknowledge that I've enjoyed some of his film projects in the past, but his personal antics and behavior and, you know, some of the allegations against him, not so great and makes it a little hard to separate. And then when the work itself is not great, it's like, okay, well, why did I even bother? But there's a really talented cast involved. So I had to go, okay, maybe, you know, maybe the script was so amazing that they were willing to overlook all of these things or what, whatever the case may be. It's got Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, Zoe Saldana, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon, Timothy Oliphant, Andrea Riesborough, Matthias Schoenartz, Rami Malek, Robert De Niro, and for some reason Taylor Swift, and we will come back to the Taylor Swift thing in a minute. So it takes place during World War One, and then a bit after and Christian Bale is a doctor and a veteran John David Washington is a lawyer and a veteran they serve together Margot Robbie is a character uh, and they get involved in antics involving the war and I guess there's you know plots of, I don't want to spoil it supposedly some of it draws from real events I don't know how valid that is but this is one of those movies where the character's don't show you anything they just tell you everything and they don't they talk in a way that it's not just stylized it's annoying you know nobody talks to each other that way even if you're trying to be a period piece or whatever it may be I think you know Zoe Saldana especially the dialogue she is given is so stilted and horrible except for nope she's not the worst Taylor Swift gets the worst of that and I'm like why did you cast Taylor Swift in this role? There's some lots of singing bits and moments in this film, and you've got a bunch of actors who don't really sing. And then you've got Taylor Swift maybe sort of singing a little bit, but then I just, you know, from the second she came on screen, which is very early on, I was, you know, I don't have a problem with her inherently necessarily. I say that with a question mark, but much like Harry Styles in Don't Worry Darling, I'm like, why are you doing these things? Like, these people are clearly not right for these roles. So the answer of why are you doing these things is because it's a gimmick. And I don't enjoy that. And I think you can do better. And again, I have to wonder, very, very talented people involved. What was it about the, maybe the script read better than the actual execution and then the direction they were given was to be like robotic and stilted and whatever it may be. I'm not sure where this film went wrong, but it went very wrong. It's two hours and 14 minutes. It feels like a lifetime. You know, it's the the structure of it also, I don't think did it any favors where, you know, you meet the characters and there's the, you know, the main plot mysteries introduced and then we flash back. And ironically, the the sort of flashback wartime, you know, protagonists getting to know each other stuff was weird, but the most successful part of it to me. And then you've got this whole intrigue, whatever, that we're snapped back into. And I'm like, I don't care. I really just, I don't care. And then when Robert De Niro shows up, I just, just so many of the characters show up and I'm like, I know you're a better actor than this. What, what has happened here? Like, what is the disconnect? And I, the connecting tissue, I can assume or have to assume, is going to be the direction. So 
I really just had a very bad time at this. I'm also not going to lie. I fell asleep for a probably like good five, 10 minutes because it was dragging so much. And I kept looking at my watch and going, you've got to be kidding me. Like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, I, I think because of the time period it's set there, some people will assign more importance to it. But it's really, it's just a bad movie. And I don't even know if there's a salvageable movie in there. So, I again, just just skip it. I'm not even going to, again, just skip it. I am going to give it a 1.5 out of 5. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. The other film I have this week is called Catherine Called Birdie, and I didn't realize that this is based on a book. I think perhaps if I had read the book and had an affinity for it, it's a YA slash children's book, essentially. You know, maybe if I'd read this at a more formative time, I would have had a, a greater affection for this film. I get what the film is going for. I just didn't dig the execution of it. It's basically the story of a young woman in, you know, the 1290-ish medieval village, and she does not fit the sort of typical feminine expectations and is a rebel and independent, all this stuff. And yay, okay, I'm fully supportive of that. I also am fully supportive of Bella Ramsey, who the cast is Catherine called Bertie, you know. But I think the thing is, I know her from Game of Thrones. She was spectacular in Game of Thrones. She was so good at being so serious and like she carried so much gravitas for this. This is a much sillier role and I think that's fine. But the film is trying so hard to make her feel charming. And I get it. You know, she's playing a 14-year-old and she doesn't want to have a baby at the time. Who can blame her? I, you know, as a modern feminist or whatever it is, you know, I'm like, yeah, of course, this is ridiculous. But... She's also, you know, teenage crushing and all this stuff. There's some weird complications with that where I guess this is a spoiler, but it's also a book and all this. You know, she like crushes on her uncle and I'm like, Ugh. Uh, you know, especially because <laughs> actually my note is, what is this Game of Thrones? I guess that may have been more accepted back then or, or it wouldn't have been weird to marry someone off to their uncle. It should have been weird, but it wouldn't. Have. Anyway. I think the film is trying very, very hard to force her charm upon us and I don't know if Bella Ramsey is a buoyant charming inherently or naturally, and it doesn't feel great in the role, for me at least. I think all the the coming of age and teenage dynamics and, and friendships and interpersonal relationships, they feel kind of forced to me and indelicate and I, I and one dimensional is actually really what it comes down to, even though this whole movie is about painting multiple dimensions for this character who wouldn't we wouldn't have seen it as a multi-dimensional character back then. So the fact that it fails for me, again, I there I'm sure there are gonna be plenty of people who enjoy this, but I I didn't particularly like it. I didn't hate it. But I was also a little bit annoyed by it. But maybe that's, you know, the age or whatever I'm at. I do acknowledge that if you were a fan of the book, this may be a decent adaptation. I just can't speak to that. And I think the messaging I'm fine with, you know, the idea that women are people and shouldn't be sold off like cattle and all that type of stuff. Yay, of course I'm on board with that. I just wish the storytelling had been a little bit better in order to really, like, drive that point home. The cast... Very impressive. You know, it's Billy Piper, Andrew Scott, or Hot Priest as, you know, most of us know him. Ralph Innocent's in it. You know, Lena Dunham directed and adapted it. And I feel like that also adds a weird sense of expectations to it because, you know, you're so used to, like, the body, adult matureness of girls, and she's maybe trying to go in a very more wholesome direction here. 
But it just, it, again, I just, I want to, I, I reiterate, it didn't work for me. That's not to say that I don't recommend the film to super fans of the original source material, but I wouldn't be like, oh, show your teenage daughters this without them having read the book or certainly other adults. I'd be like, this is a great adaptation and yay, feminism in the Middle Ages or whatever, whatever it is. So I'm going to give it a three out of five. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.